Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. Absolutely. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. And we are coming to you one more week from on the road at one of our favorite KOAs. Yeah. uh, The KOA Palm Springs Joshua Tree, which has three mineral springs tubs in it. Right, and a big old pool that's so heated that I can even go in it during the day. Yeah, Peggy was doing water aerobics and trying out her her watch in the water, which always makes me a little itchy. But I know, it's it always is. so scary, but it seems to work <laughs> just fine. And I closed my exercise ring by jumping and hopping and dancing around in the pool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this week, one of the podcasts that Peggy and I really enjoy, or at least I know I do because I'm a nerd, (laughs) or am I a geek? Anyway, is one called Clark Howard. And what Clark Howard talks about a lot is financial, but he used to own a string of travel agencies, so he talks about travel quite a bit too. And one of the interesting things that has been happening with the latest rendition of the COVID ballet, as it were, (laughs) is cruise ships, the way they've been handling this. And so let's say you book a cruise and you get to go on this great cruise. Well, some of the cruise ship companies, should you get coronavirus while you're on the ship, they will literally take you to a below water cabin that means no windows and lock you in there basically kind of like a solitary confinement and bring you food and not let you do anything i mean it makes sense you don't want to be among people right but right but it's just like you paid your money you get to go on a cruise and spend it in solitary so that's why I have not much interest in going cruise. In fact, somebody even said while we were at Quartzsite, they said, hey, do you want to... Yeah, go on this cruise with us. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Don't want to do it. Don't want to fly. Don't want to cruise. Right. The other thing is there was another gent who booked that beautiful transcontinental train trip that's up in Canada. And it is, if you... uh, ever like trains and you want a beautiful adventure that's a that's a good one to pick however he got a notification that because of covid they are limiting things like being able to go up in the observation car which is the railroad car with all the windows mm-hmm. and instead of the fine dining in china they're using paper plates and a lot of the other things on this 12 thousand dollar trip luxury right luxury train trip were being canceled and by the way no refunds no partial refunds no apology refunds no nothing (laughs) no nothing you're still going you're still spending your 12 grand you're just only going to get half the trip right so again it goes my point in all this is gosh i love rving i mean you know if you go somewhere you still have your same bathroom and your same bed and your same furniture and just got to change settings and go places that are beautiful and if you don't like your neighbors or you don't like where you are well put her in drive and go to the next spot that's right so those of us who are rving i think are the smartest vacationers out there (laughs) and if you want to make a trans state Continental, not <laughs> continental. Anyway, here's a tip for you. Remember that time we followed our GPS and ended up at the top of a cliff overlooking the campground? Yeah, I had to back the trailer down a mountain road. Remember the time we went on that twisty, windy road and hit our awning on a tree? Yeah, I do. But now those kinds of things aren't going to happen anymore thanks to RV Trip Wizard. Right. RV Trip Wizard lets you plan your journeys before you go and then use their app on your phone or tablet to safely navigate that journey. You can set parameters such as how far you want to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops, and 
even read reviews of the campgrounds and places you want to go to. It all takes into account the size of your RV and more. Then you can rest assured that your phone isn't going to lead you into trouble. If you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard. Check it out on your discounts and deals page on StresslessCamping.com where you can also listen to our interview with RV Trip Wizard and learn about the whole RV life suite. Now, now that's Stressless camping. camping. Well, we are back, and we were at the Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV Show last week for the past actual, what is it, 10 days? We were there about 10 days, yeah. Pretty uh, awesome. We had such a good time. We met so many of you. Thank you so much to new and old friends, people we hadn't actually met before. We met several guests, yes. including the folks from Polymenders yes. and from Up Close RV. Yep. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful time. We do plan to be there again in 2023. Yes. We had a media tent, thanks to Kimmy King, the organizer of the show or the promoter of the show. And what we did was enable content creators to have meetups in this tent with their audience. Well, then we got them all together and we had this roundtable about questions we posed from the RV industry. So without any further ado, here we go with a recap of the content creators roundtable. Welcome everybody to the 2022 Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV Show Content Creators Roundtable. We don't have, but a, we round don't have table. a round table. Oh, well, there goes that. Oh, well, bummer. <laughs> well, we are Tony and Peggy. We are from Stressless Camping. And so we are going to pass the baton, which is in the funny shape of a microphone, <laughs> and uh, let everyone introduce themselves in the, the best place to find you. All right. Well, my name is Daniel Rasmussen, and along with my wife, who unfortunately couldn't make it today, her name's Jennifer. But we are Cherish the Journey, and we do RV tips and tricks, and soon enough we'll be going to full-time living, so we will be helping out with how to go full-time in an RV. Great. Hi, I'm Elaine Lombardi, and my channel is Travel Grandma, and it's about me traveling solo, a married woman traveling solo in a minivan. Wow. I'm Lonnie Nagy, and I'm the Crafty Traveler, and uh, my husband and I love to travel. We have a 24-foot travel trailer that we travel around in. We are just part-timers. My channel has uh, not only crafts of quilting and painting and other things, but crafty can also mean smart. So I have crafty hints of RVing on my channel and also all the places we visit. I'm Linda Reagan with Changing Lanes with Miss Linda. That's my Facebook page and hopefully I'll be having a YouTube channel up with the same name. And I do full-time RVing and I will be integrating that with I want to do personal development uh, videos and transfer life transformation, how to go about doing life transformation. Great. I'm Adam, and this is... Joanne. And we're with Team Hoff Health. You can find us at teamhoff.co. And we are health coaches who have recently started full-timing in our 2109S. Uh, it's about an 18-foot travel trailer, and we're just traveling the country seeing uh, the people that we're helping with their life transformations. All right. Okay, so we'll start with the questions. I thought of a few, uh, a few in the middle of the night, so hopefully these are <laughs> any good. The first is, with the number of new campers, we all have an influence and a voice with people. How can we, as creators, help advocate good stewardship of the lands that we enjoy? I'll start from Cherish the Journey. So I think outside... We need to put it out there of making sure people are taking good care of it by letting them know that we need to pack in, pack it out, making sure that we're not just leaving stuff behind, leaving spaces as good as before we arrived there. So good, I guess, hygiene, <laughs> you yeah. could say. So, yeah. As a relatively new to the RV life and uh, especially full timing, 
you know, this is something that uh, we've thought about a lot too. And one of the, the principles that we coach on is just abundance and responsibility and just taking radical responsibility for the areas around us. And, and the way that looks like and what we do is, you know, when we pack up, we make sure, of course, that our site is, is clean. And as we're, you know, walking the dog, we're always picking up after the dog and sometimes other people's dogs and sometimes <laughs> other people because, you know, we can't control what other people do, but we can control what we do. And the contribution that we can make and that just kind of area of abundance is something I think that if everybody kind of uh, accepted a little bit of, yeah, it's not my job, but I can still have an impact and control over it. I think that would go a long way, especially with a lot of new people with not as much experience and maybe not as much knowledge of the unwritten rules of how all this works. So Very good. Any other input on all right. An RV requires much more maintenance than most newbies anticipate. What should the industry do to change the perception and the reality? When we bought our travel trailer in the end of 2019, I won't mention the company, but we went to pick it up and we were given the walkthrough. I had done extensive research and I knew this trailer inside and out. And the young man that gave us the walkthrough didn't know anything. I explained it to him. So as far as that goes, the RV industry needs to make sure the person who is giving the walkthrough understands the rig and can explain it. And I've had other people say the same thing. They bought from somebody else and they were given a 15-minute run-through and they really had no idea what they were doing. And uh, that's part of the RV industry's responsibility to make sure that the buyer knows the rig. I will add this as somebody who worked at a dealership and also managed warranties. It wasn't your dealership. That's good. <laughs> no, I was very pleased. But we were fortunate. Finding techs is a giant challenge. There are not really many more techs now than there were 10, 15 years ago. But last year, the RV industry sold over 600,000 rigs. If you are, I'm going to say a young person. I'm going to say a young person. <laughs> but if you're a young person and you can figure out which side of the screwdriver is the side to work and you want a great career, it's pretty easy to go to the like the RV Technical Institute or RV has uh, the RVIA also has a training class. Go through those classes. I say go get yourself a used van and a magnetic sticker and just drive through any RV park. And if you don't make $150,000 that first year, something's wrong. <laughs> and the reason I suggest a magnetic sticker is there are going to be times when you're like, leave me alone. <laughs> you don't want people to always know. Right. Once you've made the money you want to make that year and you're on vacation for the rest of the year, take the magnet off. And Yeah. It is such a relatively easy business to get in because there are two good training schools. And they're not horribly expensive. They're a lot less than one year of college and such an opportunity. So if you all know any young folks who are looking for, or old folks, I, we interviewed a lady who we was our age. Yeah. And she just went through the class and now she's an inspector yep. and is doing real well. So it's, it's a huge opportunity. So are you speaking from experience? Are we speaking from experience? So? Yes, about uh, RV maintenance. Well, it's an RV. So you buy, go out and you buy a new, let's just say any pickup, pick any full-size pickup on the market. Go out and buy one. And chances are you're going to need to do the oil changes. And you might have to look at the tire inflation pressure now and then. But for the most part, they're just bulletproof, right? I mean, compared to cars 20 years ago where there was all these points of maintenance, now they're so maintenance-free and so well-made. Well, an RV is not. It, oh, no, I don't want to say it's <laughs> not well-made. An RV, whoa, whoa, whoa. for example, Some. all RVs require quarterly inspections of seals. There is no RV company that doesn't advocate that once every three months, you just go and look at all the seals on it. You don't have to do that on a car. Things like knowing the different electrical systems, checking the roof, checking the tires before you go. There's so many little maintenance points on an RV that are not there on a car, but 
I think the American consumer has become so spoiled by how incredibly good any, like the worst production car now, is so good that you become like, oh, you don't have to do it. You just go, right? And that's not as true of an RV. So I think that uh, a lot of people, from my experience at the dealership, they get it, they don't maintain it, and then six months or a year later, they're like, hey, it leaks, I want to file a warranty claim. Oh, okay, do you have your records of checking seals? I didn't check my seals. We told you to check your seals, it's on the checklist. You just ruined your $80,000 travel trailer. So there's a lot of education that goes into it, and it needs to be kind of from both sides. I guess what I was trying to ask was, did you go through the course yourself, or is it just interviewing other people that that went through the course? No, I have not gone through the course. I do want to, but that's not the focus of our content. However... It is good to always know these things and be an informed consumer. I know a number of people who have, and I know the people at the schools. So that's the experience I have on the courses. Oh, and I agree with you because I absolutely want to go through that class. And, and, and you can take the course just so you know better how to take care of your own rig. That's another opportunity. So some people do it just so it's like, oh, I want to learn how to fix this stuff. And other people do it because I want to start a business. One of the things, uh, again, being a newbie here, a unique perspective on this is I wish that they would talk more about towing capacity. If there's a trailer involved, what's safe versus what looks good on paper. And also about just the different things that have to do with, you know, towing a trailer. Uh, We had to help somebody back up into their spot (laughs) at a, uh, at a campground, a, a month ago because they had never backed up their trailer before and you know things like that but also when you're driving down the highway and you pass a semi they should say hey by the way it's going to suck you in and so you need to make, be ready for that because that first time whoo i tell you what that was uh, a surprise yeah so just talking about i guess tow vehicle and what that those numbers are and also probably checking your tow vehicle to make sure that they're selling you a rig that actually is legal and safe and that's something a lot of consumers seem to get and, and the industry, and I'm going to blame the auto industry more than the RV industry, but the auto industry will, will say, hey, this pickup truck will tow 10,000 pounds. And then you look at, like, and you're in the same group I am, so we have the tow police. <laughs> I mean, literally, it's like the main station of the tow police. And let's say this pickup says 10,000 pounds, and then you're like, oh, good, I can have me, my spouse, and our three kids are firewood or generator in the back and now you're close to what that pickup's cargo capacity is and then you take a 6,000 pound trailer with 500 pounds of tongue weight now you're over capacity and a lot of people don't realize that so it's not as much what you can pull because that's different than what you can carry and carry is really what is an important and especially that's why a lot of people we see say well i i have this big suv let's say suburban or expedition whatever and they're like oh good i can bring my five kids my two dogs me and my wife and and it's like no no you're already close to capacity i also want to point out and i'm in the process of doing this right now getting tires they do not tell you at this the t- tire store that these tires have a weight rating and and you have to add up that weight rating for each of your tires to exceed the trailer that you got or else they're going to be burning away real quick mm-hmm. so yeah we've all heard the and I'm, i don't want anybody to say the term but we've all heard the unkind term for the tra- the tires that come on the travel trailers may pop may pops that's right <laughs> yeah that's the that's how we call them may pops and it's not untrue and it's unfortunate there's really one or two good manufacturers of travel trailer tires but you're right specking the tire so it can carry the load is important and one of the things I, did, I dealt with this as a warranty claim. We had a customer who was an engineer, and he looked at the axle ratings on his trailer and realized that the trailer actually was heavier than what the axles were rated to carry. So he came to me and said, this is not good. And I said, I know, but the way the manufacturer 
thinks about this, 15% of that weight is carried by your tow vehicle. So they rated the axle to about 90% of the weight of the trailer. And I I don't like that. (laughs) That's, you know, one of the things, okay, I'm going to get off my own rails here. (laughs) One of the things that I have watched people do at RV shows and here there's RVs for sale here is they'll look at the cabinets and they'll look at all the pretty inside stuff. And we were just over looking at, I'm not going to mention a certain brand name, but we were just looking at a certain brand of travel trailer. And this guy's like, wow, these are really great. And I've heard good things. And I said, did you look at the suspension? No. Why? It's cheap leaf springs on Maypop tires. It's a brand that's done a good job of marketing, but I review 356 RVs a year. Look at the understuff, because that's what's going to break. You know, you can paint the cabinets. Just ask Courtney. She's darn good at it. <laughs> yeah, and another thing to add on onto that is the cargo carrying capacity inside the rig. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that some people may not even think of is you don't just have the cargo carrying on your truck, but just like you have it, you have it in the rig. So if you're going to go full-time, People are gonna think, oh, I'm just gonna bring everything. I'm gonna over. I'm gonna put all my stuff, like bring all my books or whatever you have, and you only have whatever it's spec'd for. So it's another thing to look at is all that weight, and then you might go into it, and then it's like, oh, well, now that we have full tanks and full water and everything else i don't have room for even some clothes yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so and then you're then your truck then you're like oh my truck's really bogged down or something yeah Mm -hmm. it's like that's when blowouts happen and causes a whole lot of headaches yeah that is an extremely valid point in fact again back to those rv reviews i just at rv travel i get a lot of reader input and they say hey can you review a you know blah 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 and so somebody said hey how about a coachman apex class c it's based on the sprinter chassis and i look at it and i'm like "Eh, something's not right here and so i contacted the manufacturer well they didn't get back to me they (laughs) often don't but i looked at several dealers even called three dealers to find out what is the cargo carrying capacity of this class c motorhome 784 pounds yeah so get a driver that's 250 pounds get a passenger that's 150 (laughs) pounds there's 400 pounds yeah fill the water tank Uh you literally have nothing left right and it's like who thought this through and then i started looking back at the reviews i had done of those sprinter sprinter based class c's and they're all that bad the ones i had reviewed and i'm thinking that's Dear the rails, I'm going to go off on a tangent. <laughs> so in the 90s, back in the old days, in the 90s, Toyota sold chassis to the RV industry. And they made all these great little Toyota-based Class C motorhomes. They were super popular. And they were all so overloaded, Toyota had huge issues with axle failures. And I wonder if we're going to see that with all these sprinters. I don't know. But you couldn't sell me one. So what's the lesson? So everyone... Uh, As you said, look at the cargo carrying capacity. Everyone needs to take responsibility when they're going shopping. They need to understand what they're shopping for. Don't shop for cabinet color. Well, you can. Well, (laughs) right. But don't stop there. Understand the quality. Do your homework. Understand what capacity means. If it doesn't work for you, move on. But understand that and don't just get it and not do maintenance and then six months later just be miserable in your decision because you didn't take the time and the effort yeah i think things need to change from the industry side but until they do we're responsible for our own decisions yep and until the manufacturers and the dealers start educating us us as as rvers we need to educate ourselves well or is it demand-based or well I mean, if we start saying, well, we're not going to we're not going to buy any more of these class C's until you address mm-hmm. this, then they're going to go, oh, we better address that. Right? right. It's all demand. based. But if enough people don't know that that is a problem, then it's just going to continue. Yeah, that's well, let's hope that's a part of our job with our voices right. out there is to share this kind of things that are important yeah i would like to see with the huge amount of rv coming out now that 
people start notifying their politicians that we need lemon laws because manufacturers just don't seem to get it. And they seem to be putting out products that are really substandard and even dangerous. And a lot of these people buying these RVs, are, they are clueless and they do need to do research. But, you know, the products, if they're putting out dangerous products, that just isn't right. With the lack of lemon laws in the RV industry, it's really, I think, criminal what's going on. Well, and then if you went and bought an RV recently in the past, I don't know what the time period is, and you see that little sticker right by the door that says the RV Industry Association, and it talks about the plumbing, that is one of the biggest advocates. First of all, you're paying, I think, $100 for that sticker, and it goes to the RVIA, who is one of the biggest advocates against lemon laws so the RV's own industry association is a huge anti-lemon law advocate. So I agree with you. It is up to us to demand these things from the people who we hire by our votes. There is a federal kind of lemon law that's mostly ineffective. But you're right. We need more enforcement because, the you know, if for a lot of times with a passenger vehicle pickup truck car whatever if it spends more than a certain number of times in the shop for the same thing or more than a certain period of time are there many rvs that haven't spent that much time and and part of that is to some defense of the rv industry there's such constraints on parts right now that if i had a dealership i wouldn't be able to fix your water heater or your air conditioner or things like that so some of that is the realities of nowadays but some of it is the sunshine treatment as they say put your rv in the sunshine and see if it gets better (laughs) guys are good so okay so (laughs) we just got the report from the rv industry association that there were let's see if i have the exact number there were six hundred thousand two hundred and forty units shipped last year RVs 600 rvs in total of that 544,028 were towables fifth wheels and travel trailers that's 90.6 percent of all rvs sold in the last year were travel trailers and fifth wheels towables not motorized so not vans not class c's not class a's that only represents about 10%. Yeah, it's a small percentage. So a lot of people that have been coming to Quartzite for years and years and years are have come up to us and said, well, there's just not as many Class A's as usual. Well, if the industry is paying attention, there would also be more than four little travel trailers out there too. So yeah, it's, you go... <laughs> I don't know what's out there if there's no Class A's and there's no small travel. There's a lot of fifth wheels. I do know that. Yeah, there are a lot of big <laughs> fifth wheels. And the dealership that's here, who is a sponsor, did say that they tend to sell mostly to full-timers. Right. And not very many full-timers want a little tiny... Although... I don't know. Uh, I think it's... not it's true a, either, I, I, right? I, I, right. I would do it. Yeah. What the heck, We right? only need two more feet to go full-time. That's what I think. <laughs> She's not kidding, actually. So, how many of you are here for the first time at Quartzite? Half. Okay. And so, what is your biggest takeaway? I'll, I'll let everyone in on that, if you would. Oh, all right. She's going to speak. Yay! <laughs> This is Joanne with Team Hoff Health. I will say my biggest takeaway, again, this is our first year ever, and we remember buying one in 2021 and thinking, okay, where are we going to go? We're going to go see all of our clients and coaches, but really, honestly, that paired with, okay, where are our coaches and clients? Not in the snow, (laughs) 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 but it's been beautiful. It's, I will say this area is gorgeous. I mean, for entertainment, whenever we want to go out on Friday night, there's a lot to do. Even in the smallest cities, you can support small coffee shops. You can support small businesses, as you guys know, that are coming back from COVID and all that and shut down. So to go and support them or even promote them on your Instagram or Facebook goes a really long way. So I will say, yeah, we love this area. Love that we're bordering Cali, which is a gorgeous state as well. But it's just, uh, yeah, I would say this has been such a journey and uh, hope more people come out. 
And I'd like to add to that too, just the diversity of just where people are at in their life and where they're from and, you know, walking through the tents and you see all kinds of different things and products and people and ages and, and all of that. And also I love that it's dog friendly. That's a huge <laughs> bonus, of course. But there's a, a stigma, I think, on the outside that, oh, that's what, you know, retired people go do. And yeah, a lot of retired people do, but it's not just that, you know, Joanne and I, we're not retired. We're doing the things <laughs> that we're, we're loving and we're able to do it while we travel. And I think there's going to be a lot more of that coming. So if there's somebody out there listening, that's like, yeah, I don't want to do that because whatever I say, do it and meet the people of all diverse backgrounds and ages and seasons of life because they're all everyone has value to contribute in that and that's one thing i love about this as we travel around and meet people doing this yeah you are more the way the industry is going than where it has been Mm -hmm. yeah so uh being here for my first time it's just amazing to see just all the different like he said just the diversity of all the different people and how they live and how they gather together and just kind of all almost like a collective and for me it's just encouraging to see being a potential full-time going full-time RV living it's just a great community that I've seen and just uh, looking forward to being part of it and just helping and also just being able to help out the RV community, whether it's full-time, whether you're part-time, whether you're camping, giving the knowledge out there. This is Travel Grandma again. And like I said before, I am traveling right now in a minivan. I've actually downsized to being more of a minimalist. I did start out several years ago in a Class C. It was quite a large one, 30 plus feet. I'm going to be honest with you, I banged the crap out of that, me and my (laughs) husband. Um, You know, the awning came off, I I hit a tree, I backed into a, my husband actually ruined our bikes, he backed into something that was just too big for us, it was our first experience. I've had a road trek before, loved that, it was an older one and wasn't real secure with the mechanics of it at the time. So we did sell that, and then I got a little class B+, really cute, um, like a mini class C, and I enjoyed that very much. When I went solo, my husband has, we've gone cross country a couple of times. So those vehicles all served us very, very well. But now that my husband is retired and He's comfortable at home, and, and I think that's wonderful. I'm not ready to just, <laughs> you know, be a couch potato. I don't play golf like he does. So I like to get out, and I like to go and visit my friends. And I've met several other YouTube creatives that I enjoy meeting, and that's one of the reasons that I came back here. I did come in two years ago to meet a lot of people, and I came back to see those friends and meet new friends. So that's why I'm here, and I love the diversity. So I'm familiar with the RV industry, I'm familiar with other types of um, rigs, and now I love my minivan. And (laughs) uh, there's a place for us as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah, there's no wrong way except staying home. Right, Right. and it doesn't (laughs) matter if you're a you know, a full-time nomad or a part-time. Everyone is welcome here. And you'll find your tribe. So no matter what your style and what your rig and your stage in life, there there are a bunch of other folks here doing what you're doing and, and loving to, to hang out and, and share and help improve. We don't talk about hitting trees uh, we can have our own Facebook yeah, group. Just but for anybody want to check out my new Lipper Solera awning? <laughs> I'm Lonnie from Crafty Traveler. It's not that we're the retired couple, but we're not full time or part time. But we both have camped and traveled all of our lives, starting with tents and trailers and vans. And I have been to Quartzsite before. But it's been in July and August when you don't oh, wow. want to be here. But we didn't camp. We just drove through. 
as quickly as possible. As quickly as possible <laughs> with the air conditioning going full blast. We used to live in Palm Desert, which is near Palm Springs, in the 70s and 80s. And I had heard of this place, Quartzsite, and all these RVs and the tent. But we never made it when we lived there. And we had a little travel trailer at the time. So I told my husband I wanted to go this year. I'm personally not interested in buying anything. We've bought lunch. I've not <laughs> bought anything. I didn't go through the tent. My husband went through the tent. My oh, purpose you're missing out. Yeah, you're missing out. My, pers- <laughs> my purpose for coming was to meet other YouTubers. And I have. I've Excellent. met quite a few. So um, I have met my own goal. And I do want to return, um, hopefully next year. The weather's perfect. Uh, the, everyone we've met has been wonderful. We are with a large group, the next exit group. But everybody's just really great. And there's like 85 RVs in the group. And probably 60 of them are huge class A's. <laughs> Our little 24-foot travel trailer looks like a little baby <laughs> next to them. But we've had a lot of fun, and I hope to return. All right. I'm Linda from uh, Changing Lanes with Miss Linda. And I've. this is probably the fifth year I've been to Quartzsite. The first year I came for like two days and thought, what the heck? <laughs> you know, I, this is just desert and rocks and dirt. And I didn't know anybody. I, I was new on the road and I hadn't made all my connections yet, you know. And, and so the next year I knew friends that were going to be parked here. They weren't real good friends, so I stayed a little longer. <laughs> so each year I come back, old Quartzsite grows on me more every year. And this is the first year I've come to the big tent because I don't like big crowds. So I'm really glad. I've been enjoying the big tent and the band and everything that's been going on. It's uh, uh, I, I'm really glad I came now. But now I'm camped with some of my good, really good friends this year, and we're having a heck of a good time. <laughs> and uh, what I noticed over the years that I've been coming here is people are connecting more. I, as they travel and they get to know more RVers, when they come and camp here, they're camped in groups, in big groups a lot of times, like, like you are. I, I'm in a small group. And I think that's really cool because I think that people have gotten so disconnected from one another in the recent times. So when you can have a, a forum where you can connect, it empowers you. Because just camping with my friends, I mean, if one of us is out of paper towels or whatever, well, you got paper towels, we share meals, and it's just a whole new experience, and it's very empowering. And if you know something happens, you got somebody that can call the ambulance or whatever, which happened to our group next to us last night. Oh, boy. So, yeah, that happens, and that's also a good thing to think about is be prepared for emergencies that's a very good point yeah so i'm hearing everyone say you know if it's not your first time like i I knew one person i knew 10 people i know 100 people how do you find that tribe how do you find your people your group your tribe your the groups you want (laughs) to hang out with (laughs) okay yeah so the answer was nobody said it on the mic but the answer was youtube Making connections on YouTube. All right. Well, good. So for us, this is Tony's and my third time being here as Stressless Camping, but it's probably my sixth or eighth time because I'm a geologist. And when I was going to school in Southern California for geology, of course, every year, just right before this big tent event is kind of a big deal. It's always, this town is always into rocks and minerals, but there's like big rocks and mineral gem shows. And so, of course, I came here with my geology friends a bunch of different times before I even met Tony. So I've been, I've been to Quartzsite a lot more times than he has, but then this is our third time being a part of this RVing community or this yeah, traveling, RVing. I, I don't want to say RVing and then make some people feel left out because they tent camp well, or they van camp or the, whatever. But they're the, all recreational vehicles. The travel community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I guess those are all the official questions I have. If you <laughs> have something you'd like to add. So uh, some of you have gotten out of here. Oh, that golf cart. <laughs> some of you have gotten out of, here, out of here without buying anything. How is that even possible? <laughs> yeah, forget it. I don't want to know. I like ah, shopping. I know. In fact, we walked through. We were walking through the tent together, and we're like, "We have that. Yeah. We have that. Yeah. We have one just like that. We have. Oh, wait. We don't have that, and so we bought it. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's the whole idea, right? We are. We are. That's what they are here of for. Any flea market. <laughs> any flea style market. Yeah, that we, we are, are just suckers for that. We, we love sure it. Are. Well, maybe that's why I write the. RV the Travel Gadget, gadget Report. report. <laughs> <laughs> then we can justify buying all yeah, those things. We, well, we're just going to write about it. may or may not have come away here from here with electric bikes. So anyway. <laughs> I wish they had more travel trailers here. And everything that I'm getting from the content of, of the country is that this buying spree last year, that there's nothing out there. There's no inventory. They're starting to get caught up. Get caught up. And unfortunately, the, well, not unfortunately, if the way the RV industry has worked is they filled customer orders before dealer stock orders. So if you went to an RV dealer and said, hey, I want a Flagstaff 21 FBS, they would fulfill that before if a dealer said, hey, I want to stock two of these Flagstaffs. And so that's how it's worked. And so the RVs go to the customers, which makes sense. Now they're starting to be able to fulfill dealer stock orders, finally. So we'll see. I've also heard, be careful buying a trailer that was put out recently because they have had such high demand that they're trying to pump them out. So In some cases. Yeah, I would say that's true in some cases and not in others. There are brands who are maintaining their quality. And I, I speak as someone who converses with a lot of dealers regularly. Some brands have absolutely maintained their quality and some brands have let their lousy quality get worse. It's not universal. And one of the things I will say, I read a lot on the forums, people go, oh, don't buy a Thor or oh, don't buy a Forest River or whatever. And the way those giant companies work is they encourage all their divisions to almost act as independent competitors. And so, for example, Forest River has East to West and they have Rockwood and Flagstaff and they have Cherokee and all these different brands and they may make similar floor plans. But if you look sort of under the skin, you'll notice that, holy cow, this is so much better spec than that. Some are clearly built to price and some are clearly built to long-term demand in fact yesterday we were talking to a guy and he looked at our trailer and he goes how old is that six years old and he goes gosh i have a trailer that's six years old and it looks like garbage and it's falling apart and all the stickers and i asked him what brand and he, i'm not surprised <laughs> the other thing is that in the you go buy these rv dealers and they've got all these huge units on there there's nothing small like 25 feet or under it's all sold out <laughs> yeah yeah i have a friend that has ordered a e-pro like nine months ago and they haven't gotten it yet that's from your dealer, by the way. <laughs> and that's the problem. They are just, yeah. they're slammed. And one of the reasons is when Rockwood and Flagstaff came out with the Geo Pro and E-Pro, what they said is we're going to build a small trailer to our standards and we'll put it on this line with, well, it was so good. They had to go build another plant just to accommodate the demand for Geo Pros and E-Pros. They are really, really well-made little trailers. And personally, if I was waiting for a trailer, I'd rather wait and know that I'm getting the quality than make them rush and not have light switches because they can't get those parts or not have you know, parts that aren't available. I'm going to pay for the quality. I'm going to wait for the quality. Yeah, Having bought one in... 2021, we did buy a Rockwood Mini Light. We did some research, not as much as we probably should have, <laughs> but you know, it was that time where like everybody wanted one. It was like April, it was getting nice out. Everyone's getting, you know, thinking about it. Literally had a used one that we were going to buy, sold out from underneath of us while we were in it and ended up finding one. We had to put a, 
a deposit down on it and then drive two hours to go get it just to make sure they didn't sell it on that Saturday. But all that to say that the quality has been outstanding. I mean, we've put 10,000 plus miles probably on it since we bought it in April and uh, we're living in it full time for month five now. And uh, literally the only things that we've had to, I'll use fix really loosely is tightening up a couple of loose water lines that work loose, you know, as they, as you travel down the road or you put too much water pressure in it. I mean, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it's held up great. I mean, there's nothing broken. There's no scrapes. There's no scratches. It's like, it's a beast. So quality wise, I guess we got a good one for sure there. Yeah. If you ever have a chance to go to Indiana and watch them put those things together, it's an impressive sight. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. How about one more round of just introducing yourselves? And thank you very much yes, for everyone for who is here. here. I really appreciate it. We are going to, speaking of YouTube, we are going to post this on YouTube as soon as I can get enough signal to do so. So for all of you who tell us we need to have a better YouTube presence, we're working on it. <laughs> so thank you. Let's go one more round with the best place to find you and uh, channel name. This is Adam. And Joanne. From Team Hoff Health. You can find us at Team Hoff, T-E-A-M-H-O-F-F dot C-O. And I'm Linda Reagan with uh, Changing Lanes with Miss Linda. And uh, as of now, I have a Facebook page, but we're waiting for the YouTube channel to go up with the same name. Did you want to? Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Oh, come on. We want to follow your hikes. Yeah. Are you all kidding? Right. I'm Greg Myers. It's UGH. U-G-H. It was short for Uncle Greg. Oh, that, I thought it was what I say when, I, when not, someone wants me to go hiking. Not what you wear on your feet, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have, uh, it's on YouTube, and I, I haven't posted a lot in the last couple of years because I've been in the Philippines, which is not as great as it sounds because they are very strict over there with their uh, quarantines and all that kind of stuff like that. So I'm back. And I'm ready to do some exploring again this year. And um, again, it's Craig Myers on uh, YouTube. And Lonnie Nagy with Crafty Traveler on YouTube. And I have uh, Facebook, Crafty Traveler. And my Instagram is Traveler Crafty. <laughs> Mix it up a little. Well, no, they, they couldn't. They wouldn't let us have yeah. one of the platforms. I don't remember. But anyway, who cares? I'm Elaine Lombardi. I have a YouTube channel, Travel Grandma. That's the same for the women's Facebook group. It's Travel Grandma. I'm Daniel Rasmussen with my wife, Jennifer, and we are Cherish the Journey. We have a YouTube at Cherish the Journey and Facebook as well, Cherish the Journey. And we do have a Facebook page. And also we have Instagram. It's Cherish the dot <laughs> journey <laughs> dot co because it was probably taken so, but yes all right and who the heck are we and we are tony and peggy two part-time rv industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer look at we've done this 150 yeah, times yeah. and i still don't remember how we say it two rv anyway. industry <laughs> veterans traveling part-time in a small trailer looking to help you with great tips tricks and discounts we are stresslesscamping.com thank you very much everybody and enjoy the quartzite sports vacation and rv show happy camping oh yeah <laughs> Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course, they charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries, and with their limited lifetime warranty, they're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page. And you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. So I'm going to take the opportunity this week to do the gadget report. It's going to be something almost nobody's ever heard of. Just kidding. It's going to be something we talk about quite a bit, actually. And that is the RV oven. And I am going to give kudos to this oven. It has worked pretty hard this week. Yeah, and boy, have I eaten well. Have right. we both eaten well? Yeah, so we are on a very low-carb 
program right now. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but we might be a little bit overweight. <laughs> We're working on that. In order to stay low carb, we can't go out for a hamburger. What we did a couple times over the last month, you know, with a burger wrapped in lettuce, which is fine, but you don't want to do that all the time. And so we actually spent a lot more time in the camper cooking than going out, which is kind of the opposite of our usual life. Yeah. And I've been getting recipe ideas from some groups on Facebook and I baked three or four times, used the RV oven and a little pan and baked casseroles and lasagna. Oh yeah, they were so good. Well, no, talk about that pizza. Uh, right? I mean... Right. So we made a pizza, but without crust, obviously, with no bread. We used chicken. I think we actually, this was the recipe I shared last week. Oh, well, blimey. Because I talked about oh, the yeah. cast pan that we baked in. So that pan and also just our regular nesting pans make great ovenware. And I made a broccoli and chicken casserole. Oh, and it I was made so good, you guys. Lasagna. That, okay, so wait, you got to tell how we did the lasagna. because okay. so, we... so lasagna, of course, has noodles, right? And we're not eating noodles or pasta or anything with wheat in it. But what we've discovered, not like we discovered it, but one of the kind of helpful hints that we've learned on Facebook is to try what are called egg wraps. Now we're going to try starting tomorrow making our own. But yeah, we bought, we'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> we bought some packages of egg wraps from Aldi and they are essentially just egg and spices yeah. and basically like a tortilla. It's basically a tortilla. So I've been loving using those things as wraps instead of sandwich bread to the point where I actually prefer the egg wrap to a piece of bread and I'll heat it up a little bit, you know, some lunch meat and some cheese and of course some mustard. I, I love different <laughs> mustards. Mustard. So anyway. Yeah, sorry. by the way, our refrigerator, one entire shelf of the door is all mustard. <laughs> it's a little crazy. <laughs> we brought more mustard than anything. But I use those egg wraps as a substitute for the lasagna noodles. And man, it was so good. It really <laughs> it was, was. So good. Yeah. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to RV ovens. Those of you who are afraid to use them or don't think they're any good, give it a shot. I mean, you know, maybe baking a cake or oven temperature problems or whatever, but boy, casseroles, whoo. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, I'm going to put a feather in Rockwood and Flagstaff's cap. Mm -hmm. They yeah. use the 22-inch oven instead of that lousy 17-inch high oven that's in so many RVs. I don't know why any RV company would put that 17-inch oven in the 22 is just so usable. It really is. And I kvetch about it a lot on my <laughs> reviews over at rvtravel.com. And speaking of that, this week I have two reviews of Alliance Paradigm fifth wheels. And Alliance is a new independent RV manufacturer that makes higher end fifth wheels predominantly. And they started by surveying thousands and thousands of people who had fifth wheels and RVs and then put that together as sort of their directive for building their fifth wheels. And so there were two reviews that I did this week. I took another look at the Alliance Paradigm 310RL, which is a fifth wheel that's kind of a common fifth wheel floor plan. And then also the 385FL front living, which has the living room over the kingpin essentially. The kitchen is sort of down in a well, and then the bedroom is up again in the back. And then underneath the bedroom is a big storage area with a sliding rack and all that it's pretty cool so what stuck out to me about alliance and has is well first of all they were literally the only rv company who sent one of their reps to the show there were hundreds of rvs for sale there but only one manufacturer bothered to show up all the rest were just there by dealers the suspensions on these fifth wheels is Moride 3000 CRE suspension. There's a lot of reinforcing and build quality that goes into that. They wire them where they're all color-coded wires. So a yellow wire on this paradigm is gonna do the same thing as a yellow wire on the next one, which is actually unusual in the RV industry. The quality of the cabinets and the finishings and the 
even the upholstery, the slide rooms are very impressive. And there are a lot of companies that make a fifth wheel that are comparable to what Alliance makes. But if I were to go buy a big fifth wheel, I would very likely buy one of theirs. The company has already proven that its service is good, that its quality is good. So many little details. They put dimmer switches. They have actual switches for all the controls instead of those stupid touch panels. Those are okay, <laughs> but I just like switches better. You want to come in and turn on a light, you come in and turn on a light. You don't have to go through nested menus. Speak about RV ovens. They have an actual residential size real oven wow. in their fifth wheel. I mean, it's huge. So many things about these just speak to doing things differently. And I think if you're in the market for a larger fifth wheel, it would be a mistake not to look at an Alliance product. I, I truly believe that. I think they are, I mean, you might end up with something else, but- You should at least compare. Yeah, you're really doing yourself a disservice not to look at these fifth wheels. And I believe we're gonna have somebody, so we have a whole series of interviews with RV manufacturers that are coming up and I believe Alliance is one of the ones who are going to come and join us on the podcast. So Excellent. Yeah, it's an interesting story, and the product quality is, is just really good. Great. I hope that doesn't leave you with questions. <laughs> I have questions. Oh! <laughs> Last week, the question of the week was, are fuel prices slowing you down? Bum, bum, bum. Well, we just were in Arizona and came back over to California and prices went oh. up a dollar. So it's a good thing yeah. we filled up before we left. Yeah, there's a <laughs> filling station right on the border between Arizona and California. <laughs> and there are lines there because nobody wants to pay a dollar more for the same thing just because you're crossing state lines. So your response might depend on where you are. But uh, most of you said that you camp, most of the people who responded anyway, said <laughs> that you camp pretty close to home. So it doesn't really affect you. Pat and Robin had a little discussion back and forth and they both said they will give up other things in order to be able to enjoy their retirement and go places. That's so they, neither one of them are letting gas prices slow them down. Right. And that's us. We are prioritizing. We continuously prioritize travel. I mean, that that's our thing, which makes sense since we, you know, are in the travel talk travel. business <laughs> and heck we save so much money by not going for hamburgers nowadays that well or twelve thousand dollar train rides where you eat off paper plates well, that too <laughs> so this week i wanted to ask if there is one thing about your camping setup be it an rv or a tent or the back of your car or whatever yeah we saw a dude camping on top of his jeep yeah. here in the campground yeah so if there's one thing you could change about your setup what would it be mm. Mm. and where would i respond to such a question where you would respond to such a question would be on our fun and friendly stressless camping podcast facebook group I know it's a mouthful, but if you go to Facebook and type in Stressless Camping Podcast, you will find our group. It's a fun and friendly group, as has already been said. We ask questions, we answer questions, we have good discussions there, and it's a great place to be. And we've got some new people that have just joined us in the past week or two, and welcome, and we appreciate you being there. Yeah, we've got some interesting industry folks there, too. We've managed to course some of our friends in the RV industry, some decision makers there. So they're listening. Coerce? I think it's entice. Oh, okay. Well, whatever <laughs> it is, they're there. We're not twisting any arms or anything. Why? You haven't seen, you haven't seen me. Anyway, another way to get there is from stresslesscamping.com, which is a good jumping off place to find us on all of the social places that we are and you can get our podcast read our articles and all of that so stressescamping.com you can also sign up for our newsletter which 
a whole bunch of you have done recently. Yeah, welcome again. Yeah, welcome to all the new newsletter folks. <laughs> of course, we only do that once a week. We never share your information because that wouldn't be stressless camping. It would not. Also, while you're on the website, you can check out our deals and discounts page Ooh. for the best deals on the things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure. Maybe to make that one change that you would make in your camping Ooh, setup. Perhaps. <laughs> Absolutely. So we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. We really appreciate your joining us once again this week. Thank you so much for being here with us. And most of all, happy camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!